Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Episode 23, A Taste of Armageddon. So, Vicki, would you like to tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Yes. And. Breaker. Castbox and Pocket Cast. I better write those down. You might want to rate those down, hon. Because <laughs> we're on Stitcher. Or we're on Spotify, Anchor. So, Breaker. Stitcher, Breaker. What else? Okay, so we are on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Republic Radio, and Stitcher. Vicky's Adventure in Star Trek at gmail.com or Facebook. Vicky's 
Vicky's Adventures in the Star Trek. <laughs> and how, where can they get a merch shirt? I don't know. Where can they get it, hun? www.vickystartrek.com Correct. So, Vicky, Season 1, Episode 23, A Taste of Armageddon. What did you think was going to happen in this episode? The Enterprise is at war with the Klingons! Wrong. I know. Even though that's a nice try, you're wrong. So the war with the Klingons doesn't realistically happen until... I mean, technically, they, uh, it doesn't happen until the episode Aaron of Mercy. Gotcha. Basically. So it says, on a diplomatic mission, the crew visits a planet that is waging a destructive war fought solely by computer simulation. But the casualties, including the crew of the Enterprise, are supposed to be real. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Enterprise is en route to star cluster NGC-321. Objective, open diplomatic relations with the civilizations known to be there. We have sent a message to Aminiar-7, principal planet of the star cluster, informing them of our friendly intentions. We are awaiting an answer. Nothing happened. So they are in star cluster NGC-321, which was a cluster in the Alpha Quadrant. The cluster contained the Aminiar system and its planets, Aminiar 7 and Vindicar. So, Aminiar 7 is a planet? Yes. Okay. Aminiar and Vindicar are both planets. So, there's that for you. Nothing, Captain. Hailing frequencies are open. And in steps Robert Fox. Have you received an answer to your message yet, Captain? Nothing yet, Ambassador. We're awaiting a reply. Today is the first time we've had any evidence that they've picked up our signal. Captain, message coming in from E-Mini-R-7. Sir, it's code 710. What is the code 710? Sure? So code 710 was a communication code instructing ships to, under no circumstance, approach the planet, sending it. In the mid-23rd century, the civilians of Civilization of Amini R7 replied to the initial diplomatic overture with this code because they did not wish the USS Enterprise to become involved in their war. They were fighting with Vendicar, another planet in their system. Right. But as you're going to see how Mr. Fox is, he's a jackass. For lack of a term, better term. Yeah. Positive. It repeats over and over again. Is that supposed to mean something? Code 710 means under no circumstances are we to approach that planet. No circumstances whatsoever. You will disregard that signal, Captain. Mr. Fox, it is their planet. Captain, in the past 20 years, thousands of lives have been lost on this quadrant. Lives that could have been saved if the Federation had a treaty port here. We need to have that port, and I'm here to get it. By disregarding Code 710, you might well involve us in an interplanetary war. I'm quite prepared to take that risk. You are? 
I'm thinking about this ship. My crew. I have my orders, Captain. Now you have yours. You will proceed on course. Achieve orbit status and just leave the rest to me. You're well aware that my mission gives me the power of command. I now exercise it. You will proceed on course. That's a direct order. In view of code 710, Captain, may yes. I suggest... This is the captain. Condition yellow alert. Phaser crews stand by. Deflector shields up. We're going in, gentlemen. Peacefully, I hope, but peacefully or not. We're going in. Establish diplomatic relations at all cost. Preparing to beam down to planet's surface. We know very little about them. Their civilization is advanced. They've had space flight for several centuries. But they've never ventured beyond their own solar system. When first contacted more than 50 years ago, a mini R7 was at war with its nearest neighbor. Anything else? The Earth expedition making the report failed to return from its mission. U.S.S. Valiant. Listed as missing in space. And the U.S.S. Valiant is? I believe, and this is just me spitballing here, if you remember the first episode that we did, I believe, and I'm going to double check this right now whilst we're sitting here. Are you so, talking about the cage? No! Where no man has gone before. Okay. Because technically the cage was episode zero. Okay. You know, technically. So I'm going to double check, but I think the Valiant was on the first episode. You know? SS Valiant. Okay. So technically, the Valiant visited here before they were destroyed. Okay. So this is before they went to the end of the galaxy. Right. So the Valiant did get destroyed afterwards. They already know what happened. So for them to say, well, it was destroyed shortly or shortly uh, after visiting here, and no one knows what happened, they know what happened. It was destroyed. They had the ship recorder. Kirk, what's this about you going down alone? Not alone, Mr. Ambassador. I'm taking some security people with me. It is my prerogative. I can't risk beaming you down there on... They could have forgotten about it, you know. 
Well, or it could have been two different ships because that was the SS Valiant, and the one Spock said was the USS Valiant. Two completely different nomenclatures, probably. Okay. Till I know what kind of reception you're going to receive, your safety is my responsibility. Those are my orders, sir. Mr. Spock? Transporter room standing by, Captain. What coordinates? We've selected a site which, from the traffic, would seem to be near an official establishment. Final sensor readings? No hostility directed toward us. No apparent notice taken of us at all, which seems strange. They did scan us when we assumed orbit. Obviously, they know we're here. Ship's defenses? Screens down, but all defensive details on general alert status, Captain. Good. Landing party will pick up phaser number ones from the arsenal. Keep them inconspicuous. Mr. Scott? Yes, sir. The ship is yours. Take care of her until I come back. Aye, aye, sir. And uh, have a bonny trip. We'll do our best. Let's go. Well, can you understand why Robert Fox is so angry? No. Because he's got power, and by God, Kirk had better do what he says, and by Kirk not doing what he said, how dare he! Female citizen of Minyar 7. In 2267, she was a delegate for the High Council. In capacity, she led a small de delegation to receive the landing party of the USS Enterprise. Starship Enterprise, representing the United Federation of Planets. I know. I'm Mayor Three. I congratulate you on your instrumentation. You've come directly to the Division of Control. If you'll follow me, please. Captain, I wish... Yes? You were warned not to come here. I had orders to come here. Why did your people tell us to stay away? It was for your own safety, Captain. I see no danger here. The danger exists. Nevertheless, you are here. It would be morally incorrect to do less than extend our hospitality. And non seven and members of the High Council await you. If you will come this way, please.
I'm Captain Kirk. This is my first officer, Mr. Spock. Lieutenants Galway, Osborne, Yeoman Tamara. Welcome to Emilia 7. Well, Captain, what can we do for you? My mission is to establish diplomatic relations between your people and mine. That is impossible. Would you mind telling me why? Because of the war. You're still at war? We have been at war for 500 years. You conceal it very well, Mr. Spock. Sir, we have completely scanned your planet. We find it highly advanced, prosperous in a material sense, comfortable for your people, and peaceful in the extreme. Yet you say you are at war. There is no evidence of this. Casualties among our civilian population total from one to three million dead each year from direct enemy attack. That is one reason, Captain, why we told you to stay away. As long as your ship is orbiting our planet, it is in severe danger. With whom are you at war? The third planet in our system, called Vendikar. Originally settled by our people and now a ruthless enemy. Highly advanced technologically. Please, excuse me. Vendikar is attacking. There, there for our guests. Strange, to say the least. It will not last long. Don't you take shelter? There is no shelter, Captain. Are these attacks frequent? Oh, yes. And we will retaliate immediately. So, Anand said they've been at war for 500 years. Yes. Now, normally that would be a bad thing, but wouldn't somebody ever think that, you know, there's a time to say, hey, let's end this, I think, before it hit 500 years? You would think so. Just saying. What is it? A hit, right here in the city. Do you hear any explosions, Mrs. None, Captain. Yeoman Tamara. Sir? Tri-quarter readings. Radiation disturbances of any kind. Working, sir. No evidence. Mayor, if this is an attack, May I ask what weapons the enemy is using? Fusion bombs, materialized by the enemy over their targets. Director Bridge, Scotty? Scotty here, Captain. Scanners operative on the planet's surface? Of course, sir. As per orders. Anything unusual? Nothing, sir. All quiet. Thank you, Kirk out. Looking on. Yes, I see it. They were warned. Just as it happened 50 years ago. Alert a security detachment. They may be needed. It's a vicious attack. Extremely destructive. Fortunately, our defenses are firming, but our casualties are high. 
very high. Sir, I have been in contact with my ship, which has had this entire planet under surveillance. All during this so-called attack of yours, we have been monitoring. There's been no attack, no explosions, no radiations, no disturbances whatsoever. If this is some sort of game you're playing... This is no game, Captain. Half a million people have just been killed. Activate the attack unit, sir. Yes, Councilman. Launch immediate counterattack. Computers, Captain. They fight their war with computers, totally. Yes, of course. Computers don't kill a half a million people. Deaths have been registered. Of course, they have 24 hours to report. To report. To our disintegration machines. You must understand, Captain. We have been at war for 500 years. Under ordinary conditions, no civilization could withstand that. But we have reached a solution. Then the attack by Vendikar was theoretical. Oh, no. Quite real. An attack is mathematically launched. I lost my wife in the last attack. Our civilization lives. The people die. Our culture goes on. Tell me, your people just walk into a disintegration machine when they're told to? We have a high consciousness of duty, Captain. There is a certain scientific logic about it. I'm glad you approve. I do not approve. I understand. Good. And you will recall, I warned you not to come here. You chose to ignore my warning. I'm sorry, but it's happened. What has happened? Once your ship was in orbit about our planet, it became a legitimate target. It has been classified destroyed by a tri-cobalt satellite explosion. Oh boy. All persons aboard your ship have 24 hours to report to our disintegration machines. In order to ensure their cooperation, I have ordered you, Captain, and your party held in custody until they surrender. possible we shall spare your ship captain but its passengers and crew are already dead Kirk has to put up with but they're not dead captain's law but their death delayed they so in the computer system it says okay these people are dead these people are still alive because it randomly generates who was in what area and they have 24 hours to kill themselves, basically. Right. Or else, Vindakar will start a real war with real weapons. Right. That's why, like I said, you would you would think at some point during this whole entire time of 500 years, somebody would have said, hey, let's make peace. You know? Right. Enterprise in orbit about MNER-7 has been declared a casualty of an incredible war fought by computers. I and my landing party, though apparently not included as casualties aboard the Enterprise, are confined on the planet's surface, awaiting what? I've been sent to ask if you require anything. 
We require a great deal. I wish to speak to a non-sub. He's busy coordinating casualty lists. He'll have more casualty lists than he knows what to do with if he doesn't get in here and talk to me. Don't you understand? Our duty now... Your duty doesn't include stepping into a disintegrator and disappearing. I'm afraid mine does, Captain. I, too, have been declared a casualty. I must report to a disintegrator by noon tomorrow. Is that all it means to you? To report and die? My life is as dear to me as yours is to you, Captain. But how can you stand... Don't you see? If I refuse to report and others refuse, then Van de Kar would have no choice but to launch real weapons. We would have to do the same to defend ourselves. More than people would die then. A whole civilization would be destroyed. Surely you can see that ours is the better way. Oh. I don't see that at all. It's been our way for almost 500 years. Is there anything I can bring you? Yes. A non-seven. should have heard something by now. Aye, Doctor, that we should. But we haven't, and we can erase them. Now, if there had been trouble, they should have at least managed to get word back to us. We can't just sit here. What would you suggest? Me? I'm a doctor. If I were an officer of the line, I... Would you have me open fire? Of course not. Mr. Scott, message coming in from the captain. Scott here, Captain. Good news, Mr. Scott. The Armenians have agreed to the establishment of full normal diplomatic relations. Mr. Fox would be glad to hear about that. They've also extended an invitation to all personnel to come ashore for shore leave. They've assured me that our people will have a wonderful time. Uh, Captain? Yes, Mr. Scott. All personnel? All personnel. We'll transport up trained Armenians to assume support positions. Those are my orders, Mr. Scott. Aye, aye, Captain. We'll start forming shore parties immediately. Scott out. Well, now, what do you think of that? I don't know. Well, I do. Computer. Last message received and recorded from Captain Kirk. In place. Run it through analyzer. Question. Is it or is it not the captain's voice? A voice duplicator. 98% probability. Well, they've got them, Doctor. And now they're trying to get us. Are you sure you can do it, Mr. Spock? Limited telepathic abilities are inherent in Volcanians, Captain. It may work. It may not. Do your best. Now, what Spock is about to do, he will do again in another episode. And they will reference what they did here. Gotcha.
Bushes, Captain. What do we do now, Captain? We get our communicators back and try and contact the ship. Mr. Spark, we'll need more weapons. I understand. We'll try to take it easy, but if we're forced to kill... by disruptor fire. All security personnel. Federation prisoners have escaped. They are to be found. They are armed. They resist. Do what is necessary. Planetary disruptor banks. Calculate orbit of star cruiser now circling. Stand by to fire full power. Councilman. Planetary disruptor banks locked onto target. Standing by. In 10 seconds, open fire. Destroy the star cruiser. Those are the orders of the council. Ship's log, star date 3193.0. Chief Engineer Scott recording. 
the captain and first officer are overdue and missing on the surface of Yemeni R-7. I have taken standard precautionary measures while we continue our attempts to locate them. All stations reporting. Reflector screens rigged at full power. Environmental Phaser crews ready. Sensors reading zero. Correction, Mr. Scott. Yes, Mr. Duvall. Sensor readings just shot off the scale. Holding, Mr. DePaul. Screen's firm, sir. Extremely powerful sonic vibrations. Decibels, 18 to the 12th power. If those screens weren't up, we'd be totally disrupted by now. Well, I guess that answers our questions, Mr. Scott. They're not very friendly, are they? But what about our captain? And the landing party down there somewhere? We get them out. If they're alive. And if we can find them. That's a big planet. Not too big for the Enterprise to handle if it has to. We can't fire full phasers with our screens up. And we can't lower our screens with their disruptors on us. Of course, I could treat them to a few dozen photon torpedoes. You would do no such thing, Mr. Scott. Mr. Fox, we're under attack. They're trying to knock us down. You have taken defensive measures. Of course, but... But there are no buts. Obviously, it's a misunderstanding. And one of my jobs is to clear up misunderstandings. They're holding our captain. We have no proof of that. I'm responsible for the safety of this ship. And I'm responsible for the success of this mission. And that's more important than this ship. Is that clear? We came in to establish diplomatic relations with these people. But they're the ones who are looking for a fight, Mr. Fox. This is a diplomatic matter. If you check your regulations, you'll find that my orders get priority. I'll try to make contact with the planetary officials. Lieutenant, open up a channel and keep it open. Tell them to expect a priority one message from me. There will be no punitive measures, gentlemen. Those are my orders. Diplomats. The best diplomat I know is a fully activated phaser bank. Why didn't we come back here, Captain? The last place to look for us is the place we escaped from. Cover the door. Captain, you have got to let me go. My time is almost up. Are you that anxious to die? You don't understand. Mr. Spock, how did that little raid work out? We captured four of their disruptor-type weapons, two complete outfits of male clothing, and perhaps most important of all, one of their communication devices. Will it reach the ship? Not at this time. Its range is restricted in comparison with ours. I may be able to alter its components, but it will take time. Get to work on it. We've got to contact the ship. Now, I want you to give me a complete layout of this building complex. How do I get to the war? No. Well, listen to me. I'm trying to help you, to save your life, the lives of millions like you. If you help me, maybe I can do it. If you don't, you'll die. We'll die, and the killing will go on. Or are you that fond of the war? What are you going to do? We're going to try and stop the killing. Believe you, but tell me what I want to know. Please. Time is running out. We have been unable to destroy the Earth ship. One of our disintegration chambers has been eliminated, and we have already fallen far behind in our quota. 
This is a grave crisis, and I am at a loss to know how to proceed. The Central Channel, Anon. The Earth Ambassador is calling with an urgent message. What is the greater morality? Open honesty or a deception which may save our lives? Put me through to the Earth Ambassador. That channel is open, Mr. Ambassador. You will be speaking to Anon Seven, head of the High Council of the Armenian Union. Mr. Anon, this is Robert Fox, Special Ambassador for the United Federation of Planets. A great honor, Mr. Ambassador. We have approached you openly with the intent of establishing formal and friendly relations between our peoples. But now, for some reason, you have attacked us. And apparently, you're holding several special representatives of our Federation. A mistake, Mr. Ambassador. We are at war. An error in our sensors indicated that your ship was about to attack us. I am giving orders that our attack be stopped. Now, as to your representatives, you have my sacred word as an Armenian, that they are alive and well. Thank you. Well, they I are thought alive perhaps and well, it was all by your state. word. Exactly. Mr. Scott, disruptor beams are no longer hitting us. Maintain status, Mr. DePauw. We are most anxious to establish relations with you, Mr. Fox. We will make arrangements to receive you. The minute their screens are down, open fire. Yes, Counselor. I apologize deeply for the misunderstanding. These are trying times for us, you understand. I understand. Mr. Lenon, I uh, presume that you have our ship's captain on hand when I beam down. He will be there, sir. I give you my word. I'm sure that from this day forward, your planet and our Federation will attain the deepest friendship. I look forward to seeing you. Diplomacy, gentlemen should be a job uh, left to diplomats. You will, of course, immediately resume a peaceful status. No, sir. I will not. What did you say? I'll not lower the screens, not until the captain tells me to. See, Scotty is smart. Right. You are taking orders from me. You will lower the screens as a sign of good faith. My authority. I know about your authority, but the screens stay up. Mr. Fox, they've faked a message from the captain. They've launched an attack against our ship. Now, you want us to trust them openly? I want you and expect you to obey my lawful orders. No, sir. I won't lower the screens. Your refusal to comply with my orders has endangered the entire success of this mission. I can have you sent to a penal colony for this. That you can, sir. But I won't lower the screens. Your name will figure prominently in my report to the Federation Central. Scotty, now you've done it. Aye, the haggis is in the fire for sure. But I'll not lower my defenses on the word of that mealy-mouthed gentleman down below. Not until I know what happened to the captain. So it is not said in the episode, but the name of the drink that Anon Seven and Kirk have here is called Trova. T-R-O-V-A. Uh, it says here, immediate first councilman and on seven, Officer Glass of 
Toba to Captain Kirk suggesting that he would find it most interesting. Does not say what it exactly it is. Just in case anyone's wondering. Won't you join me in a drink, Captain? You'll find our trove the most interesting. I didn't come to drink. I assume that is what you use to destroy disintegration chamber number 12. A very efficient weapon. I'm not afraid of using it. My first impression was correct. You are a barbarian. I don't sound so incredulous, Captain. Of course you are. We all are. A killer first, a builder second. A hunter, a warrior, and let's be honest, a murderer. That is our joint heritage, is it not? We're a little less cold-blooded about it than you are. What do you want, Captain? I want to contact my ship. Where are my communicators? In a safe place. You take a lot of chances, Councilman. You're worried about your ship, Captain. I'm trying to save a world. If I were you, I'd think about saving my life. Won't you have a drink, Captain? I'm not interested in discussing our differences. You don't seem to realize the risk you're taking. We don't make war with computers and herd the casualties into suicide stations. We make the real thing, Council. I could destroy this planet. Why do you think I don't let you talk to your ship? I don't need a ship for that. You mean all by yourself with a disruptor? You can destroy this planet. That's exactly what I mean. I had no idea you were so formidable. You seem to think I'm joking. Where are the communicators? If I told you, Captain, would you walk right out and get them? Something like that. Very well, Captain. They're in the wall. Go left, down the corridor, left again. They are unguarded. Fighting. Take him to the council. 
probably said this in the past, but the backgrounds, usually when they showed a, a, a giant background right. of where they were beaming down at, you, back when they first made it, nothing moved in the background. It was just a static, like, painting pretty much. Right. But when they remastered it, things like that little train that just went by, that wasn't there in the original series. Right. In fact, they didn't even realistically show most of the backgrounds. It was just a quick little clip, and then it was straight to, like, this wall where they were beaming down at. Right. Ambassador Fox, I am Robert Fox. Have I the honor of addressing Anon Seven? Welcome to Emilia, Mr. Ambassador. truly sorry for what must happen. I beg your pardon. You and your party have been declared war casualties. You will be taken immediately to one of our casualty stations so that your deaths may be recorded. You mean we are to be killed? That is correct, Mr. Ambassador. I regret it very much. There is nothing I can do about it. So Scotty was right, man. Go down. Spock to Enterprise, come in. Mr. Scott, it's Mr. Spock. Scotty here, Mr. Spock. Go ahead. Is the ship all right? We've been through a bit, but we're all right now. How about the captain and you? The captain is overdue. We've suffered no casualties among us. This is important. Under no circumstances shall anyone beam down from the Enterprise. They'd be killed the moment they arrived. That ties it. That Pop and Jay Fox went down a couple of minutes ago. The ambassador. I knew it had a rotten ring to it. Orbit out to maximum phaser range and stand by for further orders. Spock out. What are you going to do, Mr. Spock? One of the ambassador and the captain. Yaman Tamara, you stay here and prevent this young lady from immolating herself. Knock her down and sit on her if necessary. This is a killing situation. Do what you must to protect yourself. Clear? Yes, sir. What are you doing? I'm a representative of the United Federation of Planets. A special representative. Get in line. Practicing a peculiar variety of diplomacy, sir. I'll take you to a place of comparative safety. Then I must find the captain. They haven't. The guards told us. They took him to the council room under heavy guard. By now, Mr. Ambassador, I'm sure you realize that normal diplomatic procedures are ineffective here. I've never been a soldier, Mr. Spock. I learn very quickly. Very well, sir. We need all the help we can get. 
of an agreement that dates back 500 years. My people are not responsible for your agreements. You will be responsible for an escalation that will destroy everything. Millions of people horribly killed. Complete destruction of our culture here, yes, and the culture on Vendikar. Disaster, disease, starvation, horrible, lingering death, pain and anguish. That seems to frighten you. Frighten any sane man. Yes, you're quite right. Don't you understand, Captain? We have done away with all that. Now you are threatening to bring it down on us again. Are those 500 people of yours more important than the hundreds of millions of innocent people on Aminyar and Vendikar? What kind of monster are you? I'm a barbarian. You said it yourself. I had hoped I had spoken only figuratively. Oh no, you were quite accurate. I love that. What kind of monster are you? I'm a barbarian. You said it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I plan to prove it to you. Open a channel to the Enterprise. You give me no choice, Captain. We are not bandits. You force us to act as bandits. This is the USS Enterprise. Scotty! General Order 24, two hours. In two hours! So General Order 24 has only been used twice. Okay? Or will be only used twice. So General Order 24 is an order to destroy all life on an entire planet. This order was has been given by Captain Garth at on Antos five or six and Captain Kirk on Aminiar seven. On neither occasion was the order actually fulfilled. Now you'll meet Garth later. But the thing is is that this is an order where if it's used more as a threat than an actual Hey, we're going to destroy your planet because right. we're, we're mad at you. Right. Enterprise, this is Anand Seven, first councilman of the High Council of Iminyar. Behold your captain, his party, your ambassador, and his party prisoners. Unless you immediately start transportation of all personnel aboard your ship to the surface, the hostages will be killed. You have. 30 minutes. I mean it, Captain. All that it means is that I won't be around for the destruction. You heard me give General Order 24. That means in two hours, the Enterprise will destroy Emenia 7. Planetary defense system. Open fire on the Enterprise. I'm sorry, Councilman. The target has moved out of range. You wouldn't do this. 
hundreds of millions of people. I didn't start at the council. But I'm liable to finish it. And the thing is, is that Anon 7 doesn't realize is after the inter if if the order fulfills, which it won't, but if it did, the Enterprise would then get attacked by Vendicar, and they would fly over there and destroy that planet. You know? So technically, he's basically condemned two planets right. without Vendicar even knowing that this is about to happen. Right. <laughs> Received a message from Vendicar. Our time is nearly up. Our quota is short by several thousand. They accuse us of reneging on the treaty. You see, it started. You're wrong. It hasn't begun. Councilman, disintegrator station 11 has been destroyed. Guard positions in tunnels 8 and 10 failed to answer. Earth party reported seen in corridor 4A. You have less than two hours, Councilman. What I want or don't want has nothing to do with it. Escalation is automatic. You can stop it! Stop it? I'm counting on it. Open the channel, Lieutenant. This is the commander of the USS Enterprise. All cities and installations on Emenyar 7 have been located identified and fed into our fire control system. In one hour and 45 minutes, the entire inhabited surface of your planet will be destroyed. You have that long to surrender your hostages. The way Uhura turned around was like, you're not serious, are you, Mr. Scott? Right. You know, and he's dead serious. Right. What can I do? Somebody, please tell me. Comes in. I'd assumed you needed help. I see I'm in error. No, I need the help. In there, Mr. Spock. Director Enterprise. Come in, Scotty. Aye, Captain. Are you all right? Everything's secure here. Maintain position. If everything goes according to plan, you can beam us up in ten minutes. If you don't hear from us, carry out General Order 24 on schedule. Aye, aye, Captain. Is there anything else we can do? Cross your fingers. Kirk out. Death, destruction, disease, horror. That's what war is all about, Anon. That's what makes it a thing to be avoided. You've made it neat and painless. So neat and painless, you've had no reason to stop it. And you've had it for 500 years. Since it seems to be the only way I can save my crew and my ship, I'm going to end it for you. 
one way or another. Mr. Ambassador. Yes, Captain. Would you mind taking these people out into the corridor and holding them there? Gentlemen, if you please. You. Come with me. Mr. Osborne. Our communicators, weapons. computers, Captain. That one's defense, that one computes the casualties. They're all tied in with a subspace transmission unit, which keeps them in constant contact with their Bendigan counterparts. Yes, go on. The moment contact is broken, it abrogates the agreement between the two warring parties. What are you going to do? This one's the key. The circuit is now locked. Destroy this one, and they'll all go. Get them out of here. Wait a minute. Please. Please. will now assume that you've broken your agreement and that you're preparing to wage real war with real weapons. They'll want to do the same. Only the next attack they launch will do a lot more than just count up numbers on a computer. They'll destroy your cities, devastate your planet. You, of course, will want to retaliate. If I were you, I'd start making bombs. Yes, Councilman, you have a real war on your hands. You can either wage it with real weapons or you might consider an alternative. Put an end to it. Make peace. There can be no peace. Don't you see? We've admitted it to ourselves. We're a killer species. It's instinctive. It's the same with you. Your General Order 24. Or it's instinctive. The instinct can be fought. We're human beings with the blood of a million savage years on our hands. But we can stop it. We can admit that we're killers, but we're not going to kill today. That's all it takes, knowing that we're not going to kill today. Contact Bendikar. I think you'll find that they're just as terrified, appalled, horrified as you are, that they'll do anything to avoid the alternative I've given you, peace or utter destruction. It's up to you. As a third party interested only in peace and the establishment of normal relations, I should be glad to offer my services as negotiator between you and Vendicar. I've had some small experiences in such matters. There may be a chance. We have a direct channel with Vendicar's high council. It hasn't been used in centuries. Then it's long overdue. Shall we go? It may work, Captain. Kirk to Enterprise. Scotty? Scott here, Captain. Cancel implementation. General Order 24. Alert transporter room. We're ready to beam up. 
Laying a course for our Gondo 2 navigator. Mr. Scott. Base detail set, Captain. Message from E Mini R7, Captain. Ambassador Fox reports negotiations are underway with Vandekar. Outlook hopeful. Good. Captain. You took a big chance. Did I, Mr. Spock? They had been killing three million people a year. It had been going on for 500 years. An actual attack wouldn't have killed any more people than one of their computer attacks. But it would have ended their ability to make war. The fighting would have been over. Permanent. But you didn't know that it would work. No. It was a calculated risk. Still, the Aminians keep a very orderly society. And actual war is a very messy business. Very, very messy business. I had a feeling that they would do anything to avoid it, even talk peace. Feeling is not much to go on. Sometimes a feeling, Mr. Spark, is all we humans have to go on. Captain, you almost make me believe in luck. Why, Mr. Spark? You almost make me believe in miracles. that was season one episode 23 a taste of armageddon what'd you think of that one i liked it okay on a scale of one to ten where do you put this bad I boy give this one an eight and eight okay well i have to give it a little bit higher probably a little bit lower i'm not sure yet i think i give it about a seven because peace could have been had long before 500 years Okay. So to me, that kind of was a little far-fetched. Yeah. I agree. I I could see it, you know, 47, 50 years. I can understand that. But 500? They could have said, well, let's just stop this garbage. Right. So, Vicky, yeah. who do you think this episode hinged on? Well, Scotty, Kirk... Spock, Anson, the, the rest of the landing party that went with him, uh, what's her name? Mia? Seven? May. May seven? Uh, May three. You're thinking of a non-seven. Well, him too. <laughs> Anyone else? No. I have to give it to Robert Fox. Okay. Because without him, this whole thing doesn't make sense. Right. That they would even be going there. Right. Um, I also have to give it to the Vindic the Vindicans because without them going along with this war for 500 plus years, it would never have happened. Right. So. Okay. That being said. Fair enough. Is there anything else that you noticed that was interesting? No. How they had to have like a a, a dial from a, a safe, for example, a small one, okay. to open the doors. That was kind of interesting. That was kind of weird. Yes. That was different. You know. So. Anyways, I guess that's everything, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess until next week. Because 
we're only doing this one because we're going to end up having an odd number by the end. So we're just doing this one, and then we're going to do next week, hopefully, the two. Yes. So, anyways, I guess until next week, I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we will see, catch you in the next mission. Bye.